it can be kind of a, a gamble on finding a client and having them do well in the league. So once you get that going, though, it's fantastic because you can, you can garner more clients and you can you can make more money off of off of their contracts. And that's why it's a really good industry. And, and you. Welcome to the UND Greyhound Guide, the only show of its kind where we give you unparalleled access to the University of Indianapolis Sport Management Program, which is located within the amateur sports capital of the world. Through the voices of students, alumni, and even professors, listeners will gain information that can't be received by visiting a website or even touring a campus. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on all things sport management. So today marks a first for the podcast here. We are joined by NFL player Cole Toner. He was drafted in 2016 and has played for the Cardinals, Bengals, Patriots, and most recently the LA Chargers. Cole is our first guest who is not an alumni of UND. He actually studied and played collegiate football at Harvard University after playing high school at the local Ron Colley High School. So, Mr. Toner, we appreciate you taking the time and joining us today. What we are hoping to accomplish with this conversation is to better understand the role that sports agents play in professional athletics. Current and prospective students are always interested in that route, and we just want to learn more about that field in general. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Good to be here. So the first question that I have is in general, when you're looking for an agent, like what are some of the questions that athletes should ask a potential agent uh, before signing with them? Uh, What I thought was interesting about the whole process, because it's kind of like getting recruited again. So I know you probably have some athletes in the class um, that were recruited to play their sports at UND it's kind of like that again where you have guys hitting you up um, on the phone or on Facebook or on other social media and asking to kind of meet up with you so for me it was a lot of doing my own due diligence with these with these guys Um, so like I'd make sure we met um, in person and I kind of had a conversation with them for half an hour to an hour and there was actually a rule that you had to like you can't buy a prospective client's lunch or meal or whatever. So we had to like split the check. Uh, so I made sure they did that. Um, and it's, it's kind of stuff like that. So, you know, make sure you research their, their website, um, see what clients they have. And, and one question is, is kind of ask like who, who their clients are, are they are and kind of get a beat on if they're close with them, if they know what teams they're on, if they know, how they perform in their careers, st- stuff like that. And then another question is, hey, where do you see me fit into right, whatever sport that you're, you're possibly going to be pro in or whatever, I guess, other, uh, you know, life calling you might need an agent for to kind of see, like, where uh, do they have any acumen within, like, the industry, within the sport, within the market of, what they're what they're a part of so it's, it's all about kind of getting a feel for how they are they're gonna you know treat you 
like someone they really want on their side on their team and not just as like an asset okay that's an interesting parallel to draw like referring to as like another recruitment yeah it was kind of like that so beyond i guess more into like whenever you met these individuals personally were you looking for like someone that you could like grab a beer with or someone that was all business or like someone you know in the middle in the beginning i thought i would prefer the latter the guy who's all business but i ended up being you know like i ended up going out to eat with like all these guys like for lunch during a day after lecture or um you know getting a getting a, literally a drink with some of these guys so it was, it's kind of like a combination of both. Uh, my, my agent, his name is Joe Linta. Um, JL Sports is his company, and he's done a great job for me. He is actually a, a Yale grad, and he's kind of find a, found a niche with mostly Harvard players. Uh, there's like I think there's four or five of us that have him as an agent. Um, he's developed a pipeline there and for some other Ivy athletes, and then uh, some other like kind of FCS-level players that he thought were good enough to go pro. So for him, I think his biggest client ever is Joe Flacco. So Flacco's made him a lot of money with his huge contract he got if they won the Super Bowl. And then probably his next biggest client is one of my buddies, Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for the 49ers. And so when I was meeting with with Joe, in, in comparison with him and the other people I was meeting with, um, it was a really good combo of both. He just was a straight shooter. He was a nice guy. He definitely had his belief in me. He knew I could play play NFL football. And he knew I could be a good player. Um, and he's kept that through all through the, through the time trying times of my career, um, through the times where it's, where it's gone well. So you need a guy that's in your corner that knows you can play the game, um, and, and you just kind of get that feel with the person. Like, do, do you gel with him? Do you mesh with him? He's absolutely a guy that I could get a beer with. But most importantly, he's a guy that's very renowned across the league. So when a team asks, um, like, hey, who's your agent? And you say Joe Linta, they're going to know who that guy is. And they're going to know that he has a lot of successful players in the league. They're going to trust his judgment on your skill level, your talent level, your, your mental toughness. And that's huge for, your, for getting into the league, for, for opening the door with kind of his his uh, his word, he kind of got me into the Senior Bowl, which was gigantic for me getting drafted, and that stuff. And he knows at least one person in every front office extremely well, um, usually more than one, but at least one person he knows very well, either as a friend or as a as a guy he's worked with for many years. He's been in the business for a long time, so that's huge too, right? If he can. Uh, on a first name basis, know the people that are making the personnel decisions, then that that goes goes farther to them trusting your play. So, while you are playing and things, what are what are some tasks that like your agent is for you the things that we commonly know from our textbooks and stuff for like finding endorsement deals and stuff um so do you have much input with like what tasks you want them to be doing or is that something you sit down and plan out like at the beginning of every year or yeah, does that yeah. Work? If, if you want to talk about endorsements i'm not really the best person to ask being an offensive lineman and yeah being a, a backup most of my career um but yeah he's always doing things uh, 
in regards to contracts is, are his most important things. And that's what, um, so in my career, like, like I said, initially he got me pretty much got me into the senior bowl, which was huge for my, um, draft stock and bumping that up. And I, I played well in the senior bowl and that got me like my career started quicker than I think some other guys who may have gone undrafted compared to me. So that was big. And that was him having knowledge with the guy who runs the senior bowl and, and the people, the scouts that, that helped pick the players for that. Um, secondly, you know, when you're, when you're in football and you're drafted, your, your contract is set for the first four years, depending on where you were drafted. So he didn't have a ton of work to do with that. Um, he could negotiate uh, signing bonus a little bit, like when I got the signing bonus and how much it was, but not, he didn't negotiate that too much. What came into play when he was huge was after my second or in my second season after camp, I got cut by the Cardinals. And so then your career is kind of thrown into a loop and you got to have someone advocating for you out there for different teams. So he's calling all over the place um, for me saying, Hey, we got this guy got cut from the Cardinals and these teams have seen my film as well. They know who I am, but he can vouch for me saying, Hey, you got, you should sign him to your peace squad. He's, he's a practice squad. He's a really good player, or that kind of stuff. And uh, I believe in him. I, I know he can be a starter in the league, that kind of stuff. And so that's where he came into play. Very, it was very helpful. I went to the Bengals after that and the Patriots. I got hurt in New England after a week. And then him knowing a, a contact with the Chargers, the middle of my second season, he got me a workout there. They signed me. And then I've been there ever since for the last three and a half years. And then now his job is I'm a restricted free agent this year. So I'm uh, I played pretty well last year. So I should be up to get a deal here soon. And the, the Chargers have an option to tender me, which is like a, a set contract based on when you were drafted. Um, or if they don't tender me, then I'm essentially an unrestricted free agent from that point. So right now he's talking to different teams, um, telling them that I'm, I'm a restricted free agent and that if, if the Chargers don't tender me, then to get on me and, and look for a deal for me and make sure they watch my film and make sure they know I'm available and, and uh, how, how well I played last year. So that's kind of his thing too. Um, he has some guys under him that work for him one i think two of them are kind of like learning the ropes from him and then one guy is an agent himself that he deals with kind of his own clients but under the umbrella of jl sports so those guys are kind of more the endorsement slash um get your free stuff type guys in in their organization so i'm curious this wasn't on what i sent you but before before we started this Skype call, I looked up a, it was an interview you did with Rich Eisen and, and you just now, like you mentioned the senior bowl several times. So you, I think in that interview, you said that your, your major was government. It's uh, I looked up this article or the heading of something and it said cold toner. Um, It said something like Senator president, but first the NFL. So I didn't know, like, if going to Harvard did, was this a plan that you had, like, since childhood to be in the NFL, or you just realized how good you were after going to college? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a plan. It was, for me, I was always cognizant of, like, how good I was, and always knew, like, 
you know, that your percentage chance of getting the NFL is very, very, very small. So out of high school, I thought I, I, I was kind of under recruited. I thought I didn't really get any big 10 offers. I had some preferred walk on for offers for big 10 schools, but um, I knew I could play anywhere. I, at least I thought I knew I had the, the skill and the tenacity and the toughness to do so. But then, right when I when I chose, it came to, it came down to Harvard and Princeton for me, and I, I knew I wanted to get the the best education as possible and also play football. So, had some Big Ten schools offered, would I have gone to those instead of Harvard? I don't know. Who knows? But um, I think I made the right decision in the end. It wasn't a goal of mine to be in the NFL once I got to college. It was it was kind of like, hey, I want to play football and have a lot of fun with my buddies that that are here hopefully we'll win a lot of games and, and do well and then I'll move into the work world after that but it kind of became a thing a goal of mine after kind of mid-season my freshman year I had started playing a lot already and I started like the last five or six games of my freshman season after an injury and there were some comments from coaches saying that I had the the athleticism and the the height and I, I knew I'd get stronger and and bigger and the weight would come um, after being part of a college weight training program. So, and then also we played against Princeton my freshman year where there was two D linemen that were kind of like pro prospects we knew, one of whom is still playing in the league. Um, and I actually played pretty well against those guys. So that was kind of the, the impetus to like, okay, this is, this is doable. The NFL is going to be a goal of mine now. So after my mid-season of my freshman year in college, I kind of knew that it was it was possible, so it became a goal then. So I'm curious. I know that you're a young guy. When you think of like life after football, us as like fans and spectators, we don't know. Is that like a point in time in an athlete's life where they still need an agent and representation, or no? I think it kind of depends. For the most part, I'd say not really, but it kind of depends on what indus what what industry, what things you want to do after you're done playing football um if you wanted to break into the entertainment industry you'd probably need a new agent or agency but you know your your football agent might know those contacts and and have the ability to transition you there um yeah it's not really a thing where you need any contract negotiations anymore once you leave football so they're not extremely relevant from that point but one example is like every year Joe, my agent, has a, a charity event in New Haven, Connecticut that we all go to. And um, there's like a bowling event. There's like a karaoke event. It's just to raise money for the local children's groups around the city. And but that's like an event that I think you could possibly, if you keep in touch with your agent, that's what you could continue to do. Be a part of those charity events, those types of things that they run. Um, so it's not like they're, they're going to be out of your life. Um, but it's not like they're also you're not going to talk to them to negotiate any contract if you were in IBM or anything like that. So really the last question that I have is from the perspective of you as a professional athlete, yeah. what would be your advice to um, a student coming out of college wanting to represent the next Cole Toner? So there's a few things here. Uh, one, the, the number one, I think, is get a degree. Like you got to have at least a college degree, I'd say, and then hopefully a JD um, or maybe some sort of, I don't know, financial advising degree, which which there are guys that do that separately for the most part. But 
have have some sort of law or contract experience um, that shows that you're able to get in the nitty gritty of these contracts and negotiate for your clients and at, at, at the least avoid getting taken advantage of by some of these teams. Number two, and this is what I was looking for the most when I was hiring an agent is like, know the game, um, know how, how whatever game, whatever agent, whatever clients you're going after for any sport, um, know the game that they're playing, uh, know, know the in and outs of the league itself, and then uh, develop a network of people like around that league that know who you are and know that you're a person that's going to advocate for his or her clients um, going to put good work in. Um, it's not a pushover for the clients, but also it's easy to work with the front offices of these organizations, of these teams. I think another one is like, no, this is an interesting one. Like know which type of athlete you want to work with. living without having to deal with super high maintenance guys. He, he's, he's the guy that's not going to call you every day. Joe's not going to call me every week. But when I do need contract help, he's going to be there for me. He's going to work his butt off and get me a good deal. So I have to ask real quick before we end this, since you are a pretty smart person, like just from that interview, Rich Eisen, you were talking about like some tests you were taking for class. Um, I remember that. Did you ever... About it. <laughs> Did you uh, did you ever think about? I know like it's happened before, not having an agent and just doing that stuff yourself, or no? I actually did. I did, and honest to God, it is doable because, well, in football at least, like your contract is slotted where you, wherever you get drafted. So, like for the first, if you're gonna plan on making the team all four years in a row and you get drafted in like the, well, any of the rounds really your contract is what it is for the first four years of your career. Um, and then you can, there are a few guys that I've actually known on teams that, that uh, have been their own agents. Um, but for me, it was more like the ancillary benefits of one, like I said, getting into the senior bowl, which, which honestly I have not thought about in a while, but that's kind of after before, 
doing this interview, I kind of thought about, well, that was huge for my career. Um, and then two, when your next contract comes up, like who's going to be there for you so that the team doesn't take advantage of you. And so I, I thought about it, but I thought, honestly, the safest bet is to find somebody. And once I met a guy like Joe, and there, there were actually a few other guys that I, that I thought were, were pretty good dudes that, that would have been a good, provided some great representation. I thought Joe was the best of the bunch. And I thought, you know, the safest bet for me is just to have this guy who's done really well for two or three of my friends that have already graduated from Harvard. Um, he, he knows me. He wants me a lot. He wants to, um, wants me to do well. It's, it's good for me to just go with him and don't look back. Yourself getting into that side of it, like after you retire? I don't think so. No, it's a it's an extremely lucrative job if you can do it. It just seems like it's hard to break in to the industry in that if yeah. you don't have very many contacts initially, it can be kind of a, a gamble on finding a client and having them do well in the league. So once you get that going though. It's fantastic because you can you can garner more clients and you can you can make more money off of off of their contracts and that's why it's a really good industry and and you you know you befriend guys you you get you befriend their families and that's a, that's a fulfilling thing for sure and you and you make guys a lot of money so which in turn makes you money <laughs> so that's not a bad gig um, it's just initially off the bat it might be hard to find the correct client that's going to that's going to if you have no experience right if you have no clients already how do you break in and have and have a guy trust you when you haven't had any clients before versus the other people approaching them already have clients and have done yeah. well but but it's doable right the first one is the hardest one and then from that point on you're, you you can you can fly and get a lot of guys um, so i don't think i'll break into that industry but it, it's and honestly for me individually it's more I just want to kind of do things outside of football at that point. Well, thank you for doing this with me, and sorry about all the technical difficulties oh, at no first. Problem. Yeah, it was good. No big deal. Yeah. Um, I got to say that when I posted, I, I don't know if you saw it, I posted something on the UND Instagram, and I, like, tagged Ron Colley and stuff, and uh-huh. it, got the most, it got the most views and likes because people at Ron Colley were, like, sharing it and stuff. Love so that. that was pretty cool. Love that. Um, well, thank you. Good luck with your the season coming up and your new contract and everything. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. Go, go, Greyhounds. Thanks. Have a good day. All right. See you, man. Thanks.